0: It's not unusual to find plenty of wine caves and wine cellars in wine country. What is unusual is discovering a sophisticated broadcast facility inside these well-protected and often top-secret chambers. But maybe it really isn't that surprising that America's number one wine broadcast originates from the soul of wine country. And it is our great privilege to do all we can to inspire you. If you drink wine simply because, well, it's a drink, we've got our work cut out. For literally thousands of years, wine has fueled celebrations, ended conflicts, and provided the ultimate connection between one human being and another. It makes food taste better, lifts spirits, sparks our imagination, and beckons us to slow down and love life. If that all sounds good to you, you're in the right place. So sit back, Clear your head, put any worries you have on hold, and join us as we go in search of this week's Grape Encounter. But be warned, we speak a much different language than what you typically experience in most wine-centric environments. But you didn't come here because you're ordinary, did you? Good, because your host, David Wilson, is here to take you far, far away from the beaten path. Here's David.
1: Well, here we are, and you know, it's really unbelievable when I think about it, but this show is episode number 601. I'm not sure how I managed to do episode number 600 and didn't even notice that it was yet another milestone, but it was, and I am in a deeply introspective mood today, I must say. And so I'm not opening the show with the phrase that I I generally open it with, which is it's time for your weekly grape encounter. And for one reason, I realized that every time I say it's time for your weekly grape encounter, I'm leaving somebody out. And that's me. And why I think it's important to include myself in the discussion is because I'm always telling you how you ought to behave you know what what to do where to go what to drink I you know I'm here disseminating information giving you tips and sometimes I have to remind myself that I should be taking my own advice as well. I mean isn't it just like that plumber sink thing where the plumber's sink is the one that's leaking or, or stopped up and you could manage to do things for other people but not manage to do them for yourself. Well, there's a lot that's had me thinking about these things. And I guess it's because we have just come through and are continuing to go through some very, very, very unusual times here. A lot of tragedy, uh, a lot of indecision, uh, uncertainty, and a lot of sacrifice for a lot of people. And I know that when you're sitting at home and not able to do the things that really make your life worthwhile, that we change the way we do things. And sometimes we forget the things that are really super important to us. And we say, well, you know, we're just in a, in a strange place right now, and we'll get back to life as it once was. And I'm not sure that that's a good thing. I think that we talked about this last week and actually the week before as well, this idea of the new normal. And I just, I don't want to accept that because I worked very hard to get to the old normal and the old normal included a lot of wisdom about the things that make my life worthwhile, one of which is enjoying wine and enjoying food and enjoying art and music. And we're playing on a different ball field right now. And what I fear sometimes is that We're losing track of some of the things that are really super important that we can continue to do, that we don't really have to put life on hold and just dismiss our bad behavior. And I will tell you, I can confess to you that my behavior where wine is concerned is not where it should be. I'm not doing anything bad. I just... I'm not following some of my own rules because it seems like I'm so absorbed in everything else that I'm not slowing down and doing the things that are have been very sacred to me. And so I got to change that. And the other thing that – and I'm going to talk about that, by the way, and because I have a feeling that you're probably doing some of the same stuff I'm doing and we're going to get over that together. And then the other thing I'm going to talk about a lot today is – Where we get information, where we get inspiration, what we should be looking for, who we should be asking for advice, where we should where should we be pursuing uh, the knowledge that makes your wine lifestyle so much fun. And, you know, I get it. You can't go to wine festivals right now. And a lot of places will not let you go to wineries and you can't go to restaurants in, in most cities, I guess. And so, yeah, we're, we're adapting, but there's still a lot that we can absorb and a, a lot that we can do. We just got to make sure that we're sniffing out that information in the right place. Now I said that I'm not practicing what I preach and there's a thing that I do. It's a, a piece of. Uh, Just a piece of information that I lay out there from time to time. I call it eight things that you can do to make your wine taste better that has nothing to do with what's in the glass. And it really looks at all of these peripheral things that do, in fact, make your wine taste better. And, you know, if you're starting with good wine, it might be great if you'll do these things. If you're starting with okay wine, it might be really good. If you're starting with bad wine, well, you might still be able to have a good time. But let's, let's talk about some of those things. Uh, the first one is has everything to do with setting expectations. And what I mean by this is that if you go and, and you open a bottle of wine that you're unfamiliar with, you know nothing about it. You bought it at the store. It's got a pretty label, whatever I guarantee you that you will not enjoy that bottle of wine as much as you would enjoy it if you got to know it a little bit better. You know, it's kind of like dating in a way. You're, you're dating the wine. You know, take the time. To learn about that bottle, you know, find out a little bit about the people who created the winery, who, you know, find out about the winemaker, learn a little bit about where they're located, you know, just get to know it a little bit. It's like a first date, right? Um, but you want to gather that information. You want to raise your expectations by learning about all of the wonderful things that went into making that wine. And I guarantee you that 95% of the time, wonderful things did go into making that wine. Absolutely, totally, positively, slow down and take the time. And and I'll tell you why, because there are so many things that get past us that if we had taken the time to, to just do the homework and to understand something a little bit better, we would have really been enjoying that moment a whole lot more. This happens to me with music all the time. Not all the time, but it happens to me a lot where I'm watching um, a band play and I'm, I'm noticing a particular player. It's the bass player, or the drummer, or whatever it might be. And I'm going, wow, that person's really good, you know. And I just enjoy the show. And I don't know, months later, I read somewhere where that person that really captured my attention has this pedigree and has played in some of my favorite bands, and I didn't even know it. And if I had known that while I was sitting there listening to that music, I would have gotten so much more out of the experience, but I didn't take the time. And and there are things that are just tearing my attention away from my wine lifestyle, and not just my wine lifestyle, but the things that I really, really love in life. And I'll tell you what they are. The number one culprit is the news. I have watched and listened to too much news, and I've got to stop because we have so many sources of news that there's no way you could possibly consume it all. And if you get too deeply involved in it, it's just going to suck you down the toilet. And I'm not talking about fake news and all that stuff. I'm just talking about... We are on information overload. We just are. We have too much information available to us, and we're addicted to it. And the second thing that tends to make us addicted to it is social media and our electronics, our our personal devices like our phones. And I know we're supposed to put that phone down, but we don't do it. And I'm going to tell you, I absolutely believe it's shortening my life, and I am going to make a real concerted effort to have a glass of wine in my hand more often than I have a cell phone in my hand. We're gonna take a little break here. We're gonna come back and I'm gonna give you hopefully some really good guidance, hopefully well thought out guidance that will really, really help you to get the absolute most, you know, not just out of wine, but just the things that you love in general, because a lot of this will translate into other things that you do. Okay, we're gonna do that together when we return with more Grape Encounters. Many wine enthusiasts describe wine as a kind of time machine that can transport you to the place and time it was created without leaving home. Whether you're sipping a Sangiovese from Italy or a German Riesling, tasting is traveling. That being said, Total Wine & More is like the world's biggest airport. With more than 8,000 wines from every corner of the world in their stores, you can be incredibly adventurous and savor every journey. Plus, you can do all of your shopping online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order at your local store or curbside for the ultimate in safe shopping. There's always more in store at Total Wine and more.
0: free trade chocolate-covered walnuts. And for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com.
1: Summer is here, invigorating our state of mind and sparking desires for things that complement our playful mood. Yep, our barbecues are already working overtime, cranking out slabs of baby backs that pair perfectly with light, crisp summer sippers. And if you need a little inspiration, check out the summer wine list that no one can resist. It's Total Wine & More's Top 12 Summer Wines, featuring a truly eclectic cross-section of wines, all under $20 and many under $10. Plus, Total Wine & More is offering summer wine bundles that save you up to $24 on a variety pack of wine. And now that we've all gotten into curbside buying, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or just outside for a contactless experience. The best lineup of super low-priced summer wines is just a click away at TotalWine.com. Counters Radio. And I really am very, very focused today on getting refocused. And what I mean by that is this. We have all been living very distracted lifestyles. We've had a a, a very important election that is now over. Uh, We have a crisis in the form of covid that has really, really changed almost every aspect of our lives. We've had terrible things happen in recent weeks in Washington, and I think that we are spending so much time trying to absorb everything that's hitting us from every direction that we forget to take the time to slow down and to enjoy the things that really matter to us, the things that really do bring us joy. I saw last night the documentary, The Social Dilemma, that was put out, I think it was in September, by Netflix, and it really scared me to death. It scared me because I realized just how much time I'm investing into social media that has me as a puppet from somebody else's strings, And I am being constantly bombarded with messages that I think that I care about, but I really don't. And I'm always following the clickbait. And I worked in marketing for my whole life, and I can't believe that I fall for some of this stuff. But we all admit, I think, that we shouldn't be doing what we're doing with our cell phones and our computers and all that stuff, but we do it anyway, because they have gotten so good at getting our attention and taking that attention away from things that genuinely deserve our attention. You've got to check out this documentary, The Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix, and it is very powerful. And I think if it doesn't get you thinking that maybe you need to take it down a few notches, then you're hopeless. But I was also talking in the first segment about a list that I prepared some time ago, and I really believe in it's the eight things that you can do to make your wine taste better. And during this period of time that we have not had access to the restaurants that we like to go to, the places that we like to be entertained at, um, we're spending an awful lot of time at home. We're not out with our friends as much and family members as much. You would think that because... We're in that sequestered state that we would focus a lot more on the things that bring the most enjoyment into our lives. And where wine is concerned, there are, for me, those eight things that, and I don't have to list them all, but there are those things that if you just do them, you have a more enjoyable experience. And and now let me give you an example. Uh, One of the things that has always been very important on that list for me is serving wine up in the right glass. And yet I will find myself at times sipping wine out of a plastic cup. Well, I guess that proves that I'm not pretentious, but it also proves that I'm skipping out on a few things that could make that a a much more enjoyable experience. And rather than give you a lesson in what glassware you should use with what wines, it's not really about that. It's about taking the time and slowing down and getting it right. One of the uh, things on that list that I think is super important is not serving wine too warm and not serving wine too cold. This is something that we do invariably. I will tell you that there have been several occasions now recently where I've caught myself drinking a wine that needed to be a lot cooler, and it would have been a lot better if I had done that, but I was in a hurry. just said, oh, what the heck? I'm not going to take the time to chill it down. Well, where am I going, right? I'm at home most of the time. You know, I do go out and do interviews. I go on the road as much as I reasonably can, but I have the time to do it right. So why am I not doing it? I think it's because there's always this bombardment of news that's flying at me. I can't escape it. I've got my cell phone. I just finished a call with a friend and then ding, I've got some sort of Google alert and I need to turn that stuff off. And so instead of taking a little time to you know, prepare my wine correctly, to let my wine chill down or uh, to to bring up the temperature a little bit on wines that are too cold. Instead, I just open, I say, what the heck? And you know what? I'm going to tell you, it could ruin the experience by 40, 50% if you're not careful. So we've got to absolutely positively do that. See, the thing that's really cool about wine is wine is not trying to fool us. It's not trying to deceive us. What wine says to us is this, is that if you treat me right, if you take good care of me, I'm going to take good care of you. Like For instance, one of the things on my list of eight things is watching what you put in your mouth when you're drinking wine. Because there are so many things that can conflict with the flavor of the wine that can just change it. You know, if you ate something that's too sweet, you ate something that's too acidic, you know, full of vinegar. I'm not, again, going to give you a lesson in what you should and shouldn't eat. I'm going to say that, you know, if you just brush your teeth and you wonder why the wine tastes not so hot. Well, you already know the answer to that, right? You just can take a little moment to have a piece of bread or a cracker, and that $60 bottle of wine that you're consuming is going to taste a lot better. Maybe it'll taste like a $100 bottle of wine, where if you don't prep yourself the way that you could and you should, that $60 bottle of wine might taste no better than a $10 bottle of wine or a $5 bottle of wine, and that's really, really a shame. My father drove up three and a half hours to see me yesterday, and he is so plugged in to the news that he cannot pry himself away from it. And so from the moment he got here, the TV was on. He's got bad hearing, so it was just blaring out an infinite stream of things going on. And, of course, there's a lot going on. But I found myself sitting there at dinnertime time so unable to focus and concentrate on the moment that I didn't even go and grab a bottle of wine because it occurred to me while I was sitting there, I'm not going to enjoy this. It's going to be a beverage. It's not going to be a special occasion. And it could have been because it's so rare that my father drives up to see me. But you see what I'm saying? That the distractions that we allow to control our lives – are really taking away the best part of our life. And again, you'd think that since we can't do the multitude of things that we normally do, that we would slow down. We would really get the most out of the moment. Instead, we're doing just the opposite. You know, we're not using the right glass. We're not thinking about what would pair really, really well with this wine. And when I say pairing, I'm not just talking about food, by the way. There's some great studies that we've talked about on the show about pairing wine with music. And it does make a difference in terms of how much you enjoy that glass of wine. And in fact, how much you enjoy the music as well. It's reciprocal. All right, we're going to talk more about this in a second. And one of the things I'm going to do today is I'm going to help give you a little guidance in terms of where you can just start bringing in better resources, more information about the things that you really, really love instead of being pulled away by the things that really really are just you know they're just totally messing us up we'll talk about that in just a second when we return with grape encounters did you know that there's a lot more going on in the world of grape encounters than what you hear each week on the radio show If your answer is no, it means that you're not as plugged into our wild, wacky, and wonderful world of wine. But we can fix that right now. I really want to share a lot more with you than what we're able to do during the weekly show, like wine recommendations, interesting ways you can play with your wine, information about upcoming wine happenings, and even recipes I've developed just for you. There are two things you can do to get plugged in first join the grape encounters radio group page on facebook make sure it's the group page or you can sign up for our mailing list at grapeencounters.com in coming weeks i'll be doing giveaways offering free online parties exclusively for you and a lot more please don't miss out connect with me on facebook or at grapeencounters.com
0: Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about nuts? Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of M.M. Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops! There we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from M.M. Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, you won't be... When you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at MMorganics.com, where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at MMorganics.com. We're back with more grape encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. Back with
1: Grape Encounters Radio, and you are listening to a radio host who is coming to terms with some things that I'm not happy about insofar as my enjoyment and happiness is concerned because I'm not doing all the things that I know will make me happy. I'm cutting corners, I'm compromising, and it's because I'm so distracted, and I know you are too you know, we have just gone through this crazy election. We've had these terrible attacks in Washington. We've been sequestered and had so much in the way of horror happen to us at the hands of COVID-19. And we don't really know how to act anymore because our lives are so topsy-turvy. And I know for me, I spend so much time watching the news, and I got to stop that immediately. You know, it's interesting. My father, who doesn't come up to visit me too much, came up last night, and the first thing that he did was he sat down on the couch, and he flipped on the TV, and then it was news for the next five hours, and I sat there, and I was just coming out of my skin because I thought, you know what? I am overdosed on this. I can't take anymore. I just now want to just turn it off. And I want to return to what was normal for me. And I know, I know, we can't do normal because, you know, we can't go out to our favorite restaurants. We can't go to concerts. You know, mostly we can't even go to tasting rooms if you're into wine. So I get it. It stinks. But at the same time, we really don't have to give up as much as we are giving up. And that's why I, I thought it was important to revisit my list of eight things I don't want to get into the details too much, but I do want to say that there are lots of things. There are environmental things, for instance, that really improve our perception of the wine that we're drinking. So why wouldn't we do it? We've got more time on our hands, so why don't we pull out the nice crystal and and drink the wine from that glass? Why don't we spend a little time – brushing up on where that bottle of wine came from so we can appreciate it a little bit more. Why don't we manipulate our atmosphere? Because we've learned that, you know, certain colors will change your perception about the quality of a wine. For instance, you know, just some bright red in a room will actually make a red wine seem at least better to you. And you can adjust ambient lighting for all kinds of different effects. The same is true with aromas. You know, the wrong aromas in a room is not a good thing. But good aromas can work just the opposite way. I'm just going to say that, you know, we need to love and embrace the things that are important to us a little better. Because we are letting go of a lot of the enjoyment that we could have had in that particular moment if we just paid a little closer attention. I was talking about the documentary, The Social Dilemma, that I was watching last night. And I don't know. I'll tell you what. Talk about an unsettling documentary because it lays out in incredible detail how we're being manipulated and how they're trying to get us to embrace and love things that – aren't necessarily things that we would want to embrace and love. And on the other hand, you've got something like wine or food or music that you just feel from your head to your toes, that it's wonderful. What I really want to make sure that I talk about before we wrap up today, and we get a little time left, but I want to talk about where we get our information because I have decided... That it's going to be my mission to make sure that people seek out information that is honest, that is accurate, that is going to do you some good. And the truth is, is that if the information is coming from the Internet and if we're letting somebody else feed information to us, the chances are uh, it is probably not the kind of information that ultimately is going to make you happy. But there's something that really I think is critically important for anybody that's into wine, and I I could say the same is true for food as well. But for wine it's really a big deal, and it's this. There are almost infinite number of people out there that are creating content for us. And those people can be a seasoned writer or it can be somebody who is just an amateur wine aficionado, a wine lover, and I hate that term, but it could be just somebody who is a hobbyist and they may or may not be able to pass along information that really will be helpful to you because if it's all hyperbole, they're just ranting, you know, maybe that's their particular taste and their taste may not mirror your taste or they've had an experience that was special for them, but maybe not attainable for you, then what you're getting from them, the information you're getting may be skewed. I mean, case in point, when journalists go out to cover lifestyle type things, and I don't care whether you're you going to a restaurant, you're covering a winery, you're covering a music event, most of the time, I would say, we're treated very well. And that means that we get a few perks and privileges that other people may not get, which means that we may be having a better experience than the average person might have. It's not dishonest. It's just they made it special for us. What is critical, though, is that when I communicate that experience to you, I need to communicate the experience that – you are likely to have in that situation that John Q. Public is able to have, not some special experience on steroids that I had just because somebody wanted me to write a great review. And this, by the way, is why this show is not a wine review show, because I don't want to tell you what to love. I want to tell you about the wine And what its characteristics are, and especially in a broader sense, like this is what a Cabernet is, this is what a Chardonnay is, whatever. This is what a a Malbec should be. And then you can make decisions based on that. But there are literally millions of wines that you could buy right now, and it's very subjective. It's incredibly subjective. And what I might love, you might not. But I can get you in the ballpark, and I can certainly steer you in the right direction. That's a good thing. But, you know, when people write about wine or any experience for that matter, the slant could be on this or the slant could be on that. For instance, you know, maybe it's all about the environment and just being out in nature and all of the the stuff on the winery property that is interesting and exciting. And maybe it's not so much about the wine. I send people to a winery all the time that I don't think makes the best wine, but the ambiance is so incredible. What I say is, look, the wines are good. Buy a bottle of this or that. Walk around and, and drink it. But what you're going to find on the grounds is just going to completely blow your mind. And that's honest. But what, what's critical here is that we are able to understand who we should go to to get the kind of information that is going to be useful to us and there are great wine critics out there and and usually they have a long and colorful reputation for nailing wine dead on but the problem is is that what's dead on for them might not be dead on for you uh, you know one person likes their house to be green on the outside and other people paint their houses pink and all things in life are subjective so the real trick is to find that person whose taste mirrors your taste. And that may be a process and it may take a while, but we're going to talk about how to do that when we return with Grape Encounters right after this. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, it takes nearly superhuman powers to keep up with the folks at Total Wine & More. I remember the first time I ever set foot in a Total Wine & More store, my jaw literally dropped to the floor as I tried to comprehend the astonishing wine spirit and beer offerings that were suddenly at my fingertips, wonderfully organized for super easy navigation. How do they pull off such an amazing feat? Well, it all comes down to an incomparable team of experts that constantly searches every corner of the world for amazing products priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with outstanding producers on every continent so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings new discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 wine choices that you can even explore from home on your laptop or phone. Explore Total Wine in whatever manner suits you best, in person or if you've come to enjoy that curbside experience, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your wine in the store, Or just outside if a contactless experience is your preference. And make sure to check for special opportunities that are always plentiful at TotalWine.com. There are always plenty of reasons to get excited about your next Total Wine experience.
0: We like to talk about wine.
1: If you're a frequent Grape Encounters radio listener, you know that our show is all about inclusiveness. For far too long, wine consumers have felt left out. Simply because a small minority of, well, let's call them out, wine snobs have dominated the conversation. For 12 years, it's been my mission to give you, the wine enthusiasts that just want to have fun, a front row seat to everything that's cool about wine. And while we have a very intimate thing going on here, I've been thinking that we can take things where no radio or TV program has gone before. And so beginning next week, I'm inviting you and your friends to get together with me for a private online party. This isn't a big streaming free-for-all event. It's you, me, and your guests. You decide what you want to talk about, we'll set a time, then it's party time. So email me using the contact form at grapeencounters.com. Tell me a little bit about how we can make this fun for you, and I'll respond to as many requests as I can. Just drop me a note at grapeencounters.com. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is impossible to keep up with. That's because they have a team of experts constantly searching every corner of the world for amazing wines priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion, like tomorrow. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. And of course, your faves will be there too. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 choices to explore online with your handy device while you soak up some shade. Visit Total Wine and More in person, or if you prefer a contactless experience, order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or curbside. And for awesome summer wines, all under $20 and many under $10, be sure to check out their summer wines list at TotalWine.com. dollar for every time I've heard somebody say that they seldom get out of their sweatpants during this pandemic. I could afford several nice pairs of sweatpants, though I guess you really only need one pair, right? Well, strange times shouldn't be an excuse for getting sloppy with the things we normally take pride in. There's a lot of things we can't control right now, but nothing is really stopping us from getting maximum enjoyment from our enthusiasm for wine. So let's make sure we always show that fermented juice some respect. After all, there are a few if any things that we obsess over as much as we do wine. I mean, heck, it's not enough to simply enjoy wines. We need to give ourselves a title. We call ourselves wine lovers, wine enthusiasts, experts, aficionados, gurus. People label themselves the wine guy, the wine chick, the wine girl, the wine dork, or vino chick, vino guy. It just goes on and on. We always have to be pictured with a glass of wine in our hand, examining it, swirling it, sniffing it, tasting it. But part two of this line of thinking is to use some of our downtime to expand our horizons, learn, explore, experiment, experience. The thing is, I've met so, so many people who get lost in the wine world because they don't narrow things down to what really excites and interests them. That's because wine can be experienced from a whole lot of different angles. And if you don't narrow things down, it's easy to get lost. So the first thing that we've got to figure out is our priorities. Then I'm going to point you to a really excellent place to find direction that is perfectly suited to you. So what are your priorities? We're all looking for something different when it comes to wine. And if you don't figure out that part, then the mammoth amount of content that's out there is going to overwhelm you and leave you bewildered and starving. So let's break it down by what matters most. And I've identified, I think there's 22 different things here that are ways that we prioritize wine. For some people, it may be a combination of one or two or 10 of these things. For others, it might be just one. But let's look at what they are. First is general education about wine. It's the mechanics, all that technical stuff that will give you a better understanding of the how and why of wine, but not necessarily the what, as in what should I be drinking? Then there's wine in the context of varietal. Do we love cabs or Syrah, Chardonnay? Wine in the context of region. Is it all about old world wines from Italy, Spain, and France? Then there's wine in the context of flavor profiles and or style. Acid, sweet, dry, oaky, tannic. For me, it's all about wine as part of an adventure. It's one component of a larger experience, whereas for others, it's wine as the center of the universe. Everything else is just frosting on the cake. For some people, delicious matters most. For others, pairing matters most. For still others, it's all about romance. And then there's that person who only cares about impressing others with their wine. For these people, money is no object when it comes to wine. We're on the opposite end of the spectrum is the person who prioritizes getting what they think are great wines for very little money. Some people are single-minded in their wine enthusiasm. I'm into Pinot Noir, so don't bother me with that other stuff. Whereas for other people, it's all about wine and the pursuit of happiness. I know there are even better wines out there. There's a whole bunch of people out there who believe that wine defines them, including what they wear, how they decorate their home, their sense of humor, and so on. And then there are just as many people who say, I want it all. Uh, Wine enjoyment is one great big buffet of varietals and styles. I like it all. Just bring it on. For the geeks, they just want to soak up knowledge and they're obsessed with all the details. For others, they want to spew their expertise in every direction. And then there's the minimalist who says, you know what? Spare me the details. Just show me things that are delicious. I don't want to be bogged down in the minutiae. And then let's say I got three more. The person who says, I'll rely entirely on others to keep me satisfied. So just keep the information coming. I can't be bothered. Can somebody please take care of me? Oh, I I almost left off a very important category. That is the cult wine lover. They obsess over a very specific wine or very specific wines. Okay. As you can see, there are so many different priorities that people can have where wine is concerned. There are literally millions of people writing about wine, blogging about wine, producing videos about wine. It's really, really tough to narrow down these resources to something that's manageable. But I'm going to point you, before we go, to a spot that I think does the best job. I'm just going to give you a heads up right now. And then in a couple of weeks, I'm going to go into this resource in great detail. It's called blog. Dot feedspot.com And on this site, you are going to find, well, they say the top 100 wine blogs, but in reality, they, they've got almost 200 listed there. They're ranked in order by the number of hits that each of these sites get. And they give you a description of every last one of these blog spots. And they're very, very, very specific. And they'll even show you the latest posts from each spot. So you can connect to the spot. You can follow the these different blogs, you can get email contacts there. You can see exactly what they're talking about, What they're writing about. I mean, you can actually just connect with them right there at blog.feedspot.com. And what's interesting also about this site is they've got a pro version, which I think is only just a couple of bucks a month. And with the pro version, you can tell them what it is that you want to get in terms of information, and they will just amalgamate that and feed that to you so that you don't have to spend all of your time trying to find the information that suits you best. So it's blog. Dot feedspot.com. By the way, number one on the list at feedspot.com is Wine Spectator's blog. And that is especially exciting for me because next week, our guest on Grape Encounters is going to be Marianne Worobiak. She is the Senior Editor and Senior Tasting Coordinator for Wine Spectator Magazine. And she has promised to share with us all kinds of inside information on how to enjoy wine a whole lot more. And in just a couple of weeks, we're going to dive deeply into feedspot.com, and we're going to examine at least the top 20 wine blogs. And I don't mean top 20 in terms of their rankings, but the ones that I like the best and that I think could do you the most good. So we'll do that in a couple of weeks. Stay safe, have fun, and stay committed to your wine lifestyle because there ain't much in life that's more fun and more fulfilling than that. This edition of Grape Encounters has been brought to you by Total Wine & More. When Total Wine & More challenged themselves to keep more than 8,000 wines on hand, they pioneered a consumer experience that 99.999% of the population would have thought was impossible. It was an undertaking that I still can't totally get my arms around today. But I've spent many hours of my personal time being that adult kid in a candy store, using my mouse to learn about their extremely affordable top 20 wines of the year, or learning eye-opening details about the iconic winemakers behind Total Wine's Legends of Wine collection. TotalWine.com is an online resource so rich with content, it's hard to imagine a more satisfying wine-related experience. Spend all the time you want at TotalWine.com or at your nearest store. Just make sure you're back here with me at the same time next week for another Grape Encounter.